Um, his name is, I don't even know if I can say it. I'll have to put the explicit tag on our, our on this episode. I, I think it's, I think it's a soft J. I think it's more of a yeah. Y- yiz? Horn camp? That yiz. doesn't sound much better, honestly. Yiz. Yiz it, horn camp. Let's go with that. It uh, is better. I'll tell you. It might not Union goals scored by AJ and Luke, the Goofy Brothers. Hey guys, Doofy Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. It is episode 82, and it is uh, Thursday, February 4th. Yo, February 4th, the day after my daughter Parker's birthday. Most importantly, February 3rd will be remembered as the day the Lightning Bolt Union Kit was released. That was, that's, a. Uh, I'm excited, um... So, Luke, you were part of the collective. I think you are officially a famous insider now, according to SB Nation. <laughs> Shout out to you. Congratulations on getting that. Uh, thank you. Thank they, you. Yeah. They re- I, retweeted your article? Yeah. Or something? Yeah, yeah. they did. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was so excited for this release. I, I like, it kind of feel like, I, I know I'm not I'm not the parent of the pairing of, of us, but it kind of feel like feels like a parent on the uh, on Christmas morning when you know you got the, your kid, like, a killer gift that like you know you know exactly what they wanted you know perfect gift for the kids and you're just waiting for them to unwrap it and and you know be so excited about it so finally i feel like yesterday was kind of like christmas morning you know got to see the reveal the union released the kit and man it is it is a beautiful kit i was so excited about it and i was so excited to see such a positive reaction from the majority of the the fan base and people who saw it and and it got you know attention you know uh, you know across the the the, the media fan ba- or media you know outside of the outside of philly so it's it was really cool to see i'm really really excited about the kid i'm you know being part of the collective was a really cool thing i was really ex- proud to even be involved even though with this kid i kind of came in a little late i missed a couple of the the meetings that that created this concept but you know the the ones that were people that were involved you know they killed it this kid is perfect the concept's amazing it's shows through and through on every piece of the kit piece of the every detail and it's it, it's i'm just oh man i'm just so excited I, i'm it's finally here and i get to like you know just enjoy it with everyone and it's and it's fun i yeah what what uh tell me tell me your thoughts on the kit yeah i was pumped you shot me a text with uh, uh the picture once it was out on twitter um casper wearing it and the kit's out and finally i got to see what you had told me was going to be awesome um like i was just like the rest of a lot of Twitter and social media being like, oh, these people keep, you know, these collective people who are in these secret meetings keep talking it up. But uh, I was on the half, like, we we heard all the hype. We had never seen anything, really didn't know much about it. And then, uh, yeah, I think I think it did exceed expectations. Um, I, I love light blue, so I'm very excited for that. Um, my closet has plenty of navy and white in it, uh, just one one light blue, a couple of golds, and so I'm excited to have another light blue in there. That's, that's going to be awesome. Um, I like the details. I really like the flagging key on the back, and we, we were just talking off air that within the key, you pointed out to me that there's a little shield in the key, and then the bottom part of the key is the letter U, so cool little details there. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not a big fan of social media, but yesterday was a fun day just to see, um, union, union, Twitter really enjoying the, the hit. And then when some people said, uh, oh, this is just like the chargers Philly people being like, yo, um, I think Philadelphia was here a little bit before the chargers. So yeah, it was just, it was just pretty awesome. We invented electricity. We invented lightning bolts. So like, I don't know what anyone can argue with that. So yeah. Yeah. When a man loves a woman and his name is Ben Franklin, then electricity is made. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Nailed it. So I, I, I mean, I don't teach science, but I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Um, my PE lessons are going very well. I'll just say being a PE teacher, I've really <laughs> adjusted my knowledge. Um, uh, let's see. So uh, you got to go to a little kit launch last night being on the inside. Um, I must have missed that email. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Living in VA. <laughs> not going to be able to make it up there. But yeah, tell me about the kit launch event. Yeah. Cool so um, yeah, like I'm sure everyone's seen there is the unions are union is hosting a, a kit launch experience um, at the stadium for for this. They can't obviously can't have a party because of everything. But um, so we the, the the collective group got to got to see a little um i guess like a, a preview of the of the event last night and um it was really cool there's it's definitely uh a, a new experience i i literally walked in and had, i said like i have no idea what to expect and they gave me some you know like the 3d glasses and, and i was involved with the, the whole tour and, and there's some really cool things they did around the stadium that's actually like you know permanent fixtures in the stadium which you've seen like some some uh, neon light stuff that's um really really cool and hopefully people who once we eventually get to go into the stadium will be cool like places to take photos um for fans and stuff and yeah i mean for for what you can do in the current situation the union did have did a really great job for um this event and i hope anyone who goes well i'm sure you'll, you'll enjoy it and have fun there because it's 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 cool i mean what you never are not gonna have fun going to the stadium no matter even if there's not a game it's i just was like walking you get to walk around the pitch. I was like, oh, this is just, I just love being here. I, I miss it so much. And, you know, hopefully next time there'll be some soccer be played, but it, it was cool. It was cool. It was a, um, you know, appreciate the union for inviting us, but also, you know, they do a good job with everything they do. So it was, it was a cool thing. I'm sure everyone's going to like it. What's your take on the release video really focusing on Paxton Aronson and Nathan Harriel? <laughs> What is there anything to take of that? Are we going to talk about that later in the episode? When we, I didn't tell us everyone what we we're going to talk about, I forgot to do that rundown. But we're going to talk about our depth later on. <laughs> by the way, I I mean the collective wasn't involved with the the players picked or how, how that might relate to anything. But um, yeah, it's interesting. A lot of homegrowns. I'm pretty sure it's just who was available because like I'm pretty sure like Montero is still in Europe and Martinez was in Venezuela. I'm pretty sure Santos is in Brazil dune on like a dune buggy i'm pretty sure so i'm sure they just you know had the guys around and the homegrowns can't even drive so they're not going to be able to go anywhere anyway so that that might be my my reasoning for why that these guys are picked yeah uh, actually that makes that makes a lot of sense and good reasoning <laughs> so it seems like casper was involved too he seems to be pretty uh pretty much just around enjoying the snow and stuff um yeah i i think i like oh i think i just missed him he was at the thing last night doing a tour and i think he from like the timing of the social media post, I think he was there just after I left. So, my bummer, I missed him. Oh, I think he's bummed too. It's his dog's. 
his dog's birthday today. I just saw on Instagram. Oh, wow. The guy is all over Instagram. His little puppy, um, one year old. Uh, I think I think I would like to see him get a new dog, though, a bigger dog. But anyway, we talked about dogs and strikers and um, <laughs> why we're not going to sign Dom Dwyer. But uh, but let's, back, let's... back to the kit. Um, back to the kit. Yeah. Yeah. It, obviously, it's it's super exciting. Um, it, it goes back to one of our. Um, are, are now annual traditions of deciding what player we're going to oh, get. Yeah. Um, and usually it, it doesn't end well. Um, we've gotten, yeah. you know, you got a trusty Jersey who got sent to Colorado along with Rosenberry before, and I got a calm Jersey. So we, we can go through the list, but. Um, and you, last year, last year you got a Casper Jersey and. Yeah. He um, didn't have a great year. He didn't have a great year. Yeah. So who are we going to doom this year? Any, any, any front runners in, in your mind? I mean, we've talked about this, uh, you and me. So gotta love the guy Fontana, you know, friend of the pod. Um, nervous about, you know, even thinking about getting him on there. Yeah. Um, and then to have a Bedoya would be huge. I think that would be really cool just because, you know, that's a pretty safe bet, but you could also like potentially end his career if the curse of us getting jerseys continues. It's kind of like getting up there. Mm-hmm. Don't want to like doom him. Um, I don't know. What about you? Other other names popping out? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Bedoya might be a front runner. Um, just for the, you know, he's you know, ring of honor potential, all that stuff. But I think another one, another shot might be Martinez. Oh yeah, yeah. I know he's you know just in his second year, but he you know such a he's such a easy guy to root for. Seems like he's got a good lock on his. Um, you know his you know starting spot on the team so he's he's pretty well established in the team so far and just like a very likable fan favorite type guy so that that could be a fun one maybe maybe not this year maybe next year or something but yeah he's definitely like in my mind um but i don't know like bedoya could be like a a safe one because even if you end end his career like you know it might be the end of his career but it's also like he's retiring so it's not like it's unexpected right yeah yeah so i don't um, know about glesness that's another one that kind of popped up to me like thinking yeah i think I would, if i'm going to vendors i probably would go elliot or maybe even gaddis before him uh-huh but that's right. it's uh, just just where they're like they've been around longer and you know but it, i don't know there's not a guy who don't like i think like aronson was a guy who was like jumped out uh last year and i i kind of got on a, a casper um high because he, he was coming off such a great year with, right. with my pick last year but yeah this year's it's a little more um i don't know it's up in the air yeah yeah no doubt no doubt um yeah i yeah i don't i just don't know and and I think like a Paxton or Nathan Harriel, if you wanted to go one of those young guys, I think you're better served like waiting till next year. I, yeah. I don't think I. Or maybe like mid season if you're if you're patient enough, like see if they're yeah. kind of getting some playing time or something. But, right. Yeah. 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 So about the season, um, <laughs> I guess we got to got to talk about it. You know, um, so right now it's February fourth. Uh, we were. Of, about three hours away from the hard deadline. Um, and this is the new hard deadline that was pushed from last week's hard deadline for the CBA to be signed and agreed upon between the MLS owners and players. And they pushed it 24 hours. So we're now about 27 hours from recording of um, 
the dead i guess the new hard deadline and uh i don't know um i guess it's supposed to be sounding good right now like if they if they're willing to push it a little bit yeah like i mean it's really hard to understand what actually is going on um but yeah it seems like the statement that mls released today it seemed a little bit hopeful and there's like some reporting yeah. from uh paul tenorio or sam stage school who's been on really on top of this that like there's some of their sources are saying that they might be they're getting closer some saying otherwise but like it seems like maybe there's at least a little bit of movement towards getting a deal done right um, if you're only gonna push it like 24 hours you'd imagine you got to be pretty close you're not yeah, gonna push it, it 24 hours it, if you're nowhere near yeah i feel like yeah it would be pointless if they would just lock out after a day like after tomorrow if that like if that's what's going to happen like they would just done it today if that like if they were really that far apart so it's got to be hopeful like you know just reading the tea leaves it's got to be hopeful that like they post it just till tomorrow right so we'll see um yeah i i don't know if you caught this but i was listening to you know paul turner and sam schedule's podcast um about this and last week and it was i mean it's 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 so uh it's such a, a topic that's so hard to understand and grasp, but they, they do really good reporting and ha- had a lot to say about this and made it seem like that even if there was some sort of lockout that it wouldn't really be like a full year lockout. It would just be like, you know, a couple of weeks or months that they're trying to figure it out. And then it may be able to delay the start of the season a month or two or whatever. But they, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff up in the air, but it, they made it seem like it really it seemed really unlikely that there'd be like a full year lockout type thing. Uh-huh. Um, and again, like the details of this is, you know, we don't know at all. So that maybe, you know, things can always change, I guess, but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm somewhat hopeful, <laughs> even though like yesterday I felt like I wasn't hopeful. I don't know. It's, it's a weird situation. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, you and me just being two dudes, we don't really, really have that much knowledge but we can only hope 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 for the best yeah exactly like yeah it's so frustrating because after after last year like the year that you know it was it was just a terrible year for everyone like dealing with this and potentially like losing more soccer and more enjoyment of the the team and sport we love is just like super frustrating and and like we it's it feels like it's really about these owners are trying to push the CBA two years to be past the World Cup. That was a big thing in, in the reporting from Paul and, and Sam, that like if, if they push it past like the this two year extension for the CBA, then that means it would be after the World Cup. Which, if it was previously like a previous would be before the World Cup, and the players would have a lot more leverage to negotiate the next CBA. Which, like leading up to the World Cup, there'd be a lot of momentum and stuff like that, and and and, and the, the owners are just using all this pandemic stuff and like saying that they're making a lot of having a lot of losses, which from what Sam and Paul were saying, didn't seem to be as true as what they were alluding to. Um, It's, it's really frustrating. And we just, I hope these owners are, you know, do have some sort of compromise and, and agree with the players because the players have put so much on the line this past year and or I seem to be really trying to get a deal done and hopefully the players don't have to compromise too much to get this deal across to actually get this, this thing negotiated and, and finalized. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Not the most fun topic to, uh, no, but it, it was but... cool to see a lot of like, like the sons of Ben and, 
and the other sports other leagues are like all standing behind the players which which is like an obvious stance but it's cool to see all the kind of unity behind the players in this so hopefully that's that that helps that's at, you know somewhat to get you know pressure on the on the owners yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah, but i also feel like this is kind of like a yearly thing too like in a way like i feel like it just feels like every year it's like oh here we go again i mean I yeah i mean last year yeah but i and i guess there's like this and now we're just getting to the weeds of it there's like that force majeure yeah clause that like now the owners could like trigger that at any time any year now which is like yikes that means just it could just be continuously like this every year which is crazy right right let's let's sure hope not because yeah. that would be just annoying and not uh beneficial to moving the league forward right um all right so before we take a break let's talk about um guys who are playing soccer right now or our couple of exports, Mr. Mark McKenzie, who's he's got a cool little podcast going on. Mm-hmm. Um, do like the Orange Slices podcast, and uh, glad to see him joining the ranks of you know podcasters like us. <laughs> um, and then Aronson. So uh, last week, and I, I will let's see. So I'll, I'll let you go because you're a little more informed. You've been able to watch a few more games, so you go ahead. Then I'll go ahead and give my reaction to what little I've seen. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen just a little bit of McKenzie. Um, I you know found a, a you know a kind of sketchy stream of his his games and only only caught a little bit of it but it seems to be you know finding his place uh, in the kind of like a back three system he's played it seems like he's played a couple of the different um, positions in that back three but one of the games uh, that he started they got a, a, a clean sheet and um, looks like the Belgian league looks like it's like a, a, some, a pretty competitive league this seems like there was some pretty good soccer from what I saw so I feel like he's finding his way into a, a starting spot and that and that with his with gank and that's that's pretty cool to see um so so quickly he's kind of getting getting acclimated with the league and the club and everything so that's really cool um with aaron so we've gotten to see a lot more um through oh, goodness for the fans that their channel um they've been streaming his his games and it's really funny to hear the the announcers especially the first game that he was at least just on the roster that it's like an american broadcast and all they did was talk about brandon aronson which is hilarious because he only played for the last 30 minutes but even the entire game the dude was all about aronson and obviously like as if it's american broadcast there's no other reason to turn tune this in tune into this um if you're not going to be caring about brandon aronson so it was really funny like the first um goal that got scored once aronson got subbed in the the announcer was like Ah, uh, yeah, and Aronson had a great view of the goal. Like, they didn't even talk about the goal scoring. <laughs> it was like, Aronson got to see. He was really close to it. It was really funny. But um, Aronson seems like he's getting acclimated just as good as McKenzie. And um, Salzburg is a really good team. They seem to be much better than the other teams are playing. But he's getting involved a lot. And, you know, he's doing a lot of things that we we saw him do with the Union. You know, his his smooth little turns and, and nice little cutting passes and his runs are all seem to be fitting really well in the Salzburg system. So it's been cool to see. I, it's... I, I've been enjoying watching um, him in, in, in Salzburg. Nice. So, yeah, I only got to call or catch a little bit of a game. Um, and that was over the past weekend. I don't even know who they were playing. My take on it is just like, no, I, 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 I'm sure I caught like the worst of the worst with this, what we saw. But right. they're playing this team and, uh, the jersey that the other team was wearing had, I think we counted nine advertisements on the front. I mean, so 
So the thought that I had was, okay, I complain about bimbo, one bimbo sticker, which, you know, can't argue, it doesn't look good um, when we had the bimbo sticker on our jersey. But compared to a jersey with nine different ads, not it was like crazy. It was just like uh, top chest, right chest, left chest, uh, and just on the side, some were like not even written like horizontally. They were squeezed inverted. It was just like, so that was, it's like, okay, who was this team? And then um the field was just gosh the field was like almost unplayable it was yeah, like it was rough very very torn up it was reminiscent of like an elementary school field that uh we would practice on when we had played travel soccer growing up yeah and then the the kicker the best part of it all was the opposing team's keeper oh my god and the the giant i'm not even saying like just a little ad i'm saying giant ad across his chest it was for some male enhancement thing but it was number one sperm booster those words were written across his number one sperm booster and it was so giant it was just like holy smokes like what team are we watching and and so just like from an outsider's point of view me thinking about that compared to you know playing against MLS competition and MLS stadiums, like the worst stadium in MLS, uh, well, obviously the baseball field and New England Revs, like they are at least more playable than what he was on, yeah. on Saturday. So there were some things where I was like, oh, man, like it's kind of rough seeing him out there on this, in these conditions playing in this situation. But um, I know that's not always the case. It just happened to be the game that I caught. But I was like, oh man, like this, this is the, this is the Austrian league. This is where he went to. Um, but I know, I know it's, it's the right step. And all in all, that's where he's going to get uh, more eyeballs. And so I'm not like dumb saying it's not the right call, but I, I think, I think you see what I'm saying there. Right. Yeah, for sure. And and just to like give, you know, add some positivity. He's, he got added to the Europa league roster for, for Salzburg. And I think their next game in that tournament is against Valencia. Oh, okay. Um, um, and that's so. Eunice Musa, yeah. Yeah. So a guy who's he's probably going to be competing with for a roster spot on the national team. He's going to be going up against, assuming he's you know, going to be uh, active and and have has have a chance to play in that game. But that'd be really cool to see if he if he gets into that game and Musa's playing, like seeing those two guys, you know, playing against each other in, in Europa League. Like, that's pretty wild. Okay. That's, yeah, that's cool. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, let's go ahead, take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk about where the team kind of stands as far as like their depth and their lack of signings of people, yep. to be frank. Um, and a few more things. So come back after this break. Hey, guys. Stupid Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. Going to talk some uh, 2021 season player stuff. What's going on? Where we're at? And then uh, we'll talk about the Ernst... Ernst Tanner interview with uh, MLS Italia. But let's start with um, some player news. So, Jose, Joseph, not, uh, what, is, what do I say? Jose, don't give Joseph, an F. Don't give an F because Joseph Martinez yeah. is Atlanta. So, Jose, don't give an F. Martinez got his contract extended. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, obviously, we just talked about potentially maybe buying his jersey as a fun, fun player to buy. Do you think? The business deal of uh, giving him a contract extension was good. 
I mean, I think so. Like, I, I understand that he only played one year and a year that wasn't a normal year. Um, So, like, maybe there's still, you know, somewhat some stuff to prove with him. But, like, I mean, he's he was definitely a Denver's maker last year. And there's really no other guy that can replace what he's he, he does on the field. And, and seeing, you know, the, in the, you know, the playoff game last year when he was – not a hundred percent. He was out there, but he was hurt, and you could see the difference in the team. And 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 seeing when he was not playing for you know other reasons throughout the year, like it's a different team. So I think his his importance is was shown enough, and and hopefully this year he can even you know take it another level. So I, I'm a fan. I, I mean, we were I feel like we were were pretty high on him all last year, so it, it feels like a good deal. I don't know. Do you have any any thoughts there? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess he said it. I mean, nothing really. No, I mean, I think part of me is like, if we, uh, oh gosh, what am I gonna say? <laughs> I suppose if we got him, awesome. And if we keep him longer, great. Uh, I guess in the way I was like gonna say, I don't care about the business because if the owner is gonna spend the money, let's just let him spend the money, whether it's good or bad business. Because, um, what. <laughs> we're not really spending money anywhere else in a way right we'll get to that in a second but um yes then also uh wagner got a contract extension and so i i don't know if that's like a real extension or more of just a uh tactical move almost for transferring yeah yeah we definitely thought like he was going like you know out the door with you know the the reports and rumors of him you know going to europe and wanting to go to europe as well but so you know, I hope it's something that it's at least he's happy to be staying at least for now, and they are working on a plan to sell him to the right club into the right situation soon or eventually at some point. And he's like on board with that, and it's not there's not like going to be any drama that he's frustrated that he's still with the union and stuff like that. I, I imagine that like you know the contract was signed, like he's on board with that. So I, that was that's kind of my concern that like you know maybe there's some some stuff with him but i mean it, it's it's also like he's a top left back and one of the top top left back in the league so like getting him back is like oh yeah it's great if we can get him at least for you know he is what was the contract through like 2022 20, or 23 like if we get him at least for a season like yeah you know we still have a great left back for the season i mean i, I kind of was right. i was hoping to see maybe more matt real just because a homegrown i think he had does have town I, I wanted to see a little bit more but keeping Wagner isn't a bad, you know, bad thing too. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. And I think, I think you nailed it on the head where like, as long as there's no like attitude or like messing up the locker room or something, because he's like pissed that he's still an MLS, then yeah, let's, let's keep one of the best left backs in the league. That's fine. Um, but yeah, as long as it's, uh, good for the team yeah like That's i don't good. want i don't want to fall into like like aaron long that whole situation like i think he was really wanting to go to europe but the red bulls never like pull the trigger so i don't want like to like be I, I feel like the union aren't like aren't aren't a team that really is like that being that we sold to aronson and mckenzie and yeah. stuff like that so i i'd imagine it's just like waiting for the right deal to sell them off if that's the plan yeah yeah i agree i agree um <laughs> there's a rumor <laughs> yeah okay yeah i'll let you yeah go ahead go um ahead. yeah so you know obviously it's been pretty quiet on the union um incoming transfer uh front but there is a rumor uh, this this afternoon from 
a Twitter account that I guess has had some correct rumors. Um, uh, a guy who was, I'm sure people, you know, who have been on Twitter saw uh, him trending a couple of days or maybe a week or so ago for after he scored four goals in, in one of his games. Um, his name is, I, I don't even know if I can say it. I, I'll have to put the explicit tag on our, our on this episode. I, I think it's, I think it's a soft J. I think it's more of a yeah. Y- yiz horn camp that yiz. doesn't sound much better honestly yiz yiz it, horn camp let's go with that it um, is better i'll tell you it might not say it might not it is better Should yeah say yiz. it's let's let's just say it's a soft y and the guy's name is yiz not a ja. um i <laughs> i you know i don't i don't know if i believe this one or if this is even the the account it came from uh, Union Observer, I don't know, and, and if it's right, awesome, props so um, and cool for us for getting that player. But yeah, it's it's I, funny. Like he's a guy. Like uh, if you just ignore the name and the fact that he was trending a couple weeks, like a week or so ago, he does fit the mold of like a Tanner signing. He's from like the second division of what was it, um, Netherlands or something? Yeah, yeah. And he's a 22 year old half like transfer market. He's like at like half a million dollars. So. It like fits the mold, but it's really it has to be just a thing where like the dude was trending, the dude, and it just kind of I don't know if it's a serious or not tweet, but it, 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 it's funny though because like he you know ignoring that other stuff he he's you know it's, it seems like yeah. a, a a a solid signing if if it was a real thing. Yeah, it's... so I th- I think we talked about that one enough. <laughs> <laughs> we had to. We had to. Yeah. Um, all right, so here's we're we're kind of at a spot where like, so you just told me as as we're recording or during our break that Cincinnati just signed some Brazilian who initially was asking for what eighteen million dollars. Not that we're saying that Cincinnati would have paid that, um, and this is a legit thing that you're saying, like so a yeah, legit source. A report from it seems like a pretty reputable um, reporter from Cincinnati is saying that they're about to re- acquire a Brazilian striker whose market value was at eighteen million dollars, um, and it should be announced like tomorrow or something. But like it's like even if Cincinnati got a deal on this guy, that's what like twelve million dollars. Like that is insane money for a team that is terrible. Right. Um... All right, and so then to bring it back to the union, it's just like it's hard right now that okay, so I'm seeing the tweet now. Um, it's just, I mean, we we sell two homegrowns for more cash than the union um, have seen in an off season, and then just that there have been no rumors, no nothings, no even thought or like thrown out there other than uh, Mr. Yiz that the union are going to bring in someone who was not already on the roster. Now, technically you can say we signed, I think it was five players this off season, but technically they're all just homegrown little kids who um, we kind of signed last year and their contract just started. Right. Um, so it's like, I, I, and and to jump ahead uh, in the podcast plan, Ernst Tanner did have an interview um, with MLS Italia, 
and he talks about how they're they're not really going to bring in a foreign dp because currently all their international spots are kind of tied up and the green card process has pretty much stopped due to covid and so it's not like anyone's getting a green card anytime soon is from kind of the tone that he was he was saying so we're almost just kind of in this spot where the union are just sitting there like okay we won supporter shield we're at the high point of our history all right now we sold these two homegrowns holy crap that's awesome we got all this money and it's like oh wait um all right we'll put that money back into the academy and make up for losses from 2020 which is which is fine but now now looking at the 2021 season you're like okay well we lost aronson who and mckenzie who are two guys who pretty much were 34 games a year um 34 starts each they, basically i mean i'm sure they maybe missed a start here or there but they were best 11 guys best 11 guys and so now you got all these minutes that you gotta fill and uh like matt doyle put out an article on where each eastern conference team sits at and i mean we're we're pretty thin and i don't know what options we got so i mean i i am looking at these names of you know fontana at the 10 i guess is what you're you got it's him and montero whether they're 10 or 8 choose pick your poison there but doyo on the right martinez behind him and then after that you're subbing in a 17 18 year old kid there's like no one i mean i guess uh sexy season he, he might he can drink but like <laughs> I, I mean i guess it's good like you're not gonna have anyone with a hangover but I, I guess you could sub in El Sino if if you want to do that. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, we've talked about him enough. But, like, the midfield, I mean, you, you got, what, through – I guess Fontana can drink. He turned 21 in October. Montero can drink. Bedoya <laughs> can drink. And uh, I don't know. I'm looking at, like, ten names in the midfield and, you know, four of them can drink. And I'm not saying I'm having a party at Kegger. <laughs> I'm saying, like, we're pretty thin. Right. And pretty inexperienced in the middle of the pitch uh, once you go past your starter. Yeah. As far as our strikers, we're just as thin. You got Santos, Shabilko, and Burke. And I, I think, I mean, I saw some people saying, like, they feel confident that, you know, you can get 30 goals out of them. But I, I, I don't know what would make me confident to say that. Uh, I would say maybe 25 from the three of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's I, tough. I mean, those guys aren't going to really scare a defense. I mean, Santos yeah. can be really good. He's pretty streaky. Shabilko is coming off of a, a, a pretty, like a cold year, you could say. And Burke, he, he, he shined when he was able to last year, but, he, and, and hopefully yeah. he's able to pick up the form that, he had when before all this stuff happened with him but and i mean obviously like we like these guys we're rooting for these guys but like right we want a little bit more and like you know investing in the academy and all that we're, we're totally on board with that but like you know our we definitely also not producing a striker right now that's true like too, academy, yeah i'm not going to say they're not producing quality but like everyone who the who the academy is producing right now is behind the the front line jack devries maybe Maybe up, I mean, I see his name on the Matt Doyle depth chart as a potential striker, but he's also a potential left back in this. So it's like, yeah, I, I yeah, it's just, I get yeah. nervous for where we're going to end up this year in 2021 if the season goes off 
as planned and all with what we have. I, I don't think we're going to be competing again for, you know, a top two, three spot in the East. I think with the lineup we got, I think we could make the playoffs, but I think you're looking at a road playoff game. And right. And it's kind of just a shame that like we, we, we spiked last year. We, we hit our, we hit our climax last year, got our first trophy and, and due to circumstances, I'm not saying it's all just like the team. I mean, green card stuff, you know, what can you do? Um, you're not going to go sign a player and be like, Hey, sign a contract. But like, I can't actually like, you got to play on our MLS next team or whatever, because you know, Casper can't get a green card because right now everything's at a standstill. Like, I mean, right. What are you going to do? Also, and we still need a third keeper. We've got two keepers who are potentially going to be on international duty at times this year. So like, I mean, I guess I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's tough being a union fan in a way right now because you went from the high of the highs and then it's been absolutely quiet and now you got this sick jersey and uh we're gonna be watching like you know some 17 18 year old kids wearing that sick jersey playing against columbus in columbus getting beat because we just don't have the the manpower the yeah. arsenal to compete and so makes me a little a little nervous for where we're at right now no i agree and you didn't even mention what i think might be the thinnest spot which is center back um, yeah. we have Glezis and Elliot who are, I'm, I'm very confident in those two, like they're great center backs, but behind them, I mean, you have Craig, Brandon Craig, who I think is a talented homegrown, but he's also like, I think six, like 16 or 17 and weighs like a hundred pounds. And I don't know, Cole Turner or, or of it. And they're also very unproven. So we don't have like really any depth there. And it's, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's concerning. And I agree. And it's not like we want to sign, you know, whatever Cincinnati's doing with this, this dude, like an $18 million striker like that. I'm sure that'd be great, obviously, but like, we don't <laughs> okay. like expect that. We, I don't know. You, we, I kind of was hoping for, you know, another guy at the, at the value of, you know, maybe Max Montero or like a Santos Martinez type guy, like diamonds in the rough, like kind of what we expect T- Tanner to do. And hopefully, you know, fingers crossed all of this, could is you know is probably hopefully still in the works and you know once the cba is is finalized tanner can roll out these signings and you know so these players like know they're coming into a, a team in a league that's actually going to have a season this year but and ho- so hopefully that's a big contingency and you know that happens but yeah look right now like and if we're going to roll out these these kids like that's kind of cool but you know we're, yeah we're not going to be competing for supporter supporter shoot again like look at columbus there like they won the the cup and then they you know like guys <laughs> guys that we were really really hoping we get like kevin molino is a guy i was like holy crap if we got him that would that'd be a, 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 an amazing fit and he would he's he would be awesome to have and then they got you know a couple other guys and it's like holy. yeah they got bwp um even kellen Rowe went to seattle yeah i'm not saying like oh we need to pick up like old scraps from other teams but like i could use a kellen road to fit in behind fontana if you're gonna roll fontana at the 10 but yeah like what you're saying we're we're one one or two injuries away from having some big holes in the team yeah and uh yeah man (laughs) yeah and you, you kind of brought up another point that um is maybe a separate point but it to me it is a bit of a concern as well like 
Tanner doesn't do business within MLS. Like we're talking about like Molino and Kellen Rowe and that stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I don't, besides like, you know, Colin and Bendick, like, I don't think Ernst Tanner has really much interest in making deals for, for, for impact players within MLS, even though there are guys who we could be, you know, potentially getting, like we have a bunch of GM saved up and all this stuff. Like, I feel like the deals could be made, but I don't think that's really in his plan. And, and if, you know, other things are hung up because of COVID and stuff like in international spots, like he's really put himself into a, a hole. And obviously like I, you know, we're being a little negative, but and we, and we still have trust in him because he's put together the roster that won a supporter shield in our first trip and everything. But the way his philosophy doesn't super line up with the limitations of this, this in- upcoming season is going to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not very, po- we, I feel like, feel like we went down a little bit of a negative hole, which is never fun. I, I think everyone was kind of thinking it. I, you yeah. Know. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not like we're breaking any news here. Right. And really. again, it hope, really, hopefully this CBA gets signed and he's able to do his business and, you know, things are are back on track or whatever. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, do your business, son. Get your business <laughs> done. Um, <laughs> so Ernst did have an interview come out with MLS Italia. It was pretty cool. I mean, it was something to read, you know, talking about Union. Um, he did mention Paxton would likely make his debut sometime midseason, which is cool. Um, he like, excuse me, he did say <laughs> there will be no big DP coming in because international green card ties ups. So there's nothing much you can do. Um, he mentioned the USL first team, you know, players moving back and forth mess and that MLS next will be coming out with something soon. But again, the CBA is kind of holding that up. And then I thought this was cool. He talked about how one, he wanted to get the U15s training at the power power training complex and just kind of get uh, the the whole program in line again, which, which is, I think, cool stuff. Um, and lastly, there was some talk about how the draft just is uh, – not something that he's interested in. And if you're looking at, he has some good quotes, like um, when they went down to the combine and looked at the draft and said, Hey, if you put Brendan Aronson and Mark McKenzie in this draft class, where would, where would they be drafted? And the scouts were like, well, they'd be one and two. And they were both, you know, a couple years long, younger than most of the guys playing in the combine. And so he just kind of reiterated his feelings that like, um, the academy has guys that are, you know, 16, 17 years old, and we'd rather spend time putting them into, you know, USL, MLS, Next, whatever it is, and first team trainings and games because that's where they're going to develop compared to a guy who's five years older than him and, you know, physically grown and probably close to his potential. They also had some cool quotes within talking about the draft and not taking college kids where I was saying um, – with that being our mentality, he didn't want to kind of ruin some kid's career or take them out of their educational, you know, college, um, because that was not the union's philosophy. He didn't want to like, you know, take some kids say, Hey, come play, come to the union. All right. We actually, we're never going to actually use you. And now we're going to ship you out again and kind of like jerk a kid around and kind of put them into a rough situation. So it was kind of cool hearing that, like, it was also kind of, uh, empathetic thing where he like kind of understood where the kids were within the college draft. And um, he has understood that 
you know, that's not the union philosophy. So we're not going to kind of jerk some kids around and um, we're going to build from within. So um, it, was, it was kind of a cool interview to kind of read about. Uh, but yeah. And then just to continue talking about the draft, I, I had initially, before I read this, I was, I saw Daryl DK from Orlando city was loaned out overseas with a potential buy on fee which initially was reported like 15 million, but then uh, pulled back saying that's not actually what it was going to be. Right. But then I was thinking, does that as a rookie who was drafted, uh, you know, guy gets drafted, plays a solid rookie year and then um, gets sent overseas. Does that change our feelings on the draft at all? And then I read this interview and I was like, well, okay. Yeah. I like, I like Gern's philosophy and just the way he talks about the draft and not, not pursuing that so um but we'll let other teams search for gold in the draft yeah uh, any any reaction to any of that i feel like i just threw out four or five points there no i yeah i, I basically agree with you um i yeah i mean i think like a guy like dk like I, obviously like there's guys still like this in college and that's i don't i feel like it's not it's worth it exploring for most teams i i i i'm definitely on board with with tanner's um philosophy in that regard um but like it's it's I, i'm still like interested in college players making it in mls and like we saw with the you know like dk and the and the camp in for the the, the men's national team and the that beat um trinidad like there's a bunch of college guys and that's cool that's you know worth noting but yeah no i yeah i still i i agree with you and I don't know the it, yeah i mean I, yeah I, i'm still i'd rather see a homegrown make it than a um than a college draft pick because mm -hmm. we're, we're invested within those guys and and i think there's a, a you know obviously a, a better success rate or better chances for those guys since they're coming through the system and there's there's also just so many of them like we signed five kids this this offseason and like i feel like next year they could do a pretty similar number and like they were even selling like you know they sold Romero to LAFC, um, oh, yeah. a med card to Dallas, right? And um, like so, there's guys that like we can't like we quality guys that are like can make it in MLS, but we just don't have this space for them, which is you know not a bad problem to have because we're making a little bit of money off those guys. So that's I don't know. Like I'm, I'm yeah, I'm definitely on board with with that regarding the drafts. Um, but you know yeah, that definitely was an interesting interview. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, all right. So I guess a little bit of former union news. Uh, Aronson's teammate, Carlos Cornell, is going to not be his teammate anymore. There's reports coming out that he's going to go to New York Red Bull, which we are just talking about how we need another keeper, but I guess that's an international spot, so couldn't come back to the union. Cornell goes to Red Bull. That's that's a bummer. He would have been a nice, nice guy, but um, I hope he plays. Like, I mean... Not against us, but I always liked him. I thought he was a great keeper. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Mean, he like, had like some pretty cool moments with us. I remember he had like one game where he had like like a double save or something, and he looked really good. So, yeah, hopefully he he, he gets some playing time. Yeah, and and he uh, played some Champions League. So, yeah. uh, yeah, can't can't deny Champions League. Um, and then I I guess just to wrap up, we're we're pretty much towards the end here. A couple little fun fun tidbits, uh, Luke. I gotta say congrats uh you went on to the free kick pod with todd and won your little trivia matchup yeah against our 
our other former guest, um, Ryan. So congrats on that. That was pretty dramatic. If you haven't listened to the Free Kick Todd, uh, Pod with Todd, um, go check it out, Luke, Luke and Ryan. It is dramatic. It goes down to the end. I was almost mad that you told me you won before I listened <laughs> to it because I was like, yo, that was sick the way you won. So congrats to you. Um, Todd, man, I'm ready. Yo, just let me know. Mike Thomas, I'm coming for you, buddy. Uh, I know I know. Luke and Todd and Ryan all kind of like, yo, they trashed me. I'm not going to lie. You guys all kind of make fun of me. Yeah, my bad. But it's cool. It's cool. I know I know all three of you guys, so it's fair. It's fair. But um, No, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. I, I really, I thought like Ryan was destroying me. He he, he was killing it the first couple of rounds, but, and, but that was fun. Uh, Todd, yeah, Todd does a really good job with, with those, that those trivia, um, episode so yeah it was episode two and i think there at the time of recording there's been three that been out so yeah aj's up and uh, yeah it's fun though it, it's fun to listen to fun to play and um yeah i don't know who i'm up, to, up against next but i gotta practice my uh, the true false and the the uh five and 25 rounds because i did terribly in those ones you really did you really did but um you did do well you got an answer uh, connor casey because I trivia you on. Um, That's true. Yeah, we, we did so, our, our 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 trivia our training in our last episode, and yeah, that was one of them. So thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Mike Thomas, just just saying, man, just saying. I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you. Anytime, any day. Let's go. <laughs> um, man, the dude has so many spreadsheets. I I still think he's gonna he's gonna get you. No, I, I, mean, I know you're doing your 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 practice, and and he he should be prepared. But I don't know. Uh, to be fair, the longer that we uh, put off the podcast or the trivia podcast, the longer I remain in in the competition. We'll just say that. So, so people... I'm still in. I'm still in. I haven't lost yet, and I'm going to try to avoid popping off. Just, <laughs> just so people know, once AJ heard how much I was bashing him in in, in my episode, he was he was taking notes. Like he uh, he was he has he has a little notebook with all the you know his his research and his and his findings and, and he was he was really doing some studying because he wanted to, to prove me wrong so we'll see dude he, uh you just exposed me man we're gonna cut that from the pod because i don't want people to know what i lose that like mike, i actually mike, tried. Get, get studying man he's coming for you i studied <laughs> so funny oh my goodness um all right man so uh last thing ebay shout outs um uh yeah so uh what what what, what we don't have anything yeah. yeah super any like unique thing but um if you're ever in, if you're interested in one of those it was the the union it was from two years ago the like warm-up kit that was for the playoffs so it's like it had an artisano logo it wasn't the the bean belt but it was like a kind of off blue and like dark blue kind of pattern it's a nice looking kit it's got like a union, yeah. union logo on it the failure nothing love, i love the diamond logo yeah diamond logo yeah so it was like kind of like a seemed like a limited edition type warm-up kit um but there's so many up on ebay right now they just i don't know what happened some sort of release or whatever but there's there's a bunch on ebay in multiple sizes so if you're wanted to snag one of those they seem like at decent prices or around like 30 bucks maybe so yeah yeah pretty cool um also along that note um we want to shout out our buddy thomas hills started account regarding uh, something that we're really interested in, obviously, uh, an eBay finds and he's Union Kit Alerts or Union Kit Deals um, on Twitter and just like, you know, sharing all, all the kit deals. So 
that's that's a good follow for anyone who's looking for a Union jersey, along with the the new Union jersey, which well, I'm sure won't be on eBay for a bit. And then also just just following up on Thomas Hill's, um, he announced his project. He had we had talked to him like reached out to him at some point, and he had told us he had some project with film he was doing, but. Um, he announced he's doing a cool project with the Black uh, Black Players for Change um, Coalition, and um, so he's doing some film regarding their work and stuff. So it's pretty cool to see him doing that, and uh, I look forward to seeing what he creates as a filmmaker and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff coming out of Union the union community people doing good things and and just i want to uh, while we're doing shout outs i want to do another shout out for like back to the the jerseys um uh just because it was it was the coolest process to be part of and all that but chris gibbons um uh from the philly sport uh, philly soccer page is is doing a, a series of articles from the the process that went into the kit that got released today and um i think part two just got released today of um maybe three or four i'm not sure what he's gonna do but they're really cool really cool in-depth um uh views on on the, the the kit collective and everything that went involved with that so that's a, a good read if you want to uh, look into that more nice um and while we're doing shout outs you know no i'm just kidding i don't have any more shout outs but i gotta say shout out to matt ralph my man always always gotta give him a shout out i told yeah. him I'd, i shout out every pod so hey matt <laughs> Hey Matt. Hey Matt. Yeah, good. All right, good. cool man. All right, I I think people can tell we're probably out of material right now. So, um, yeah. All right, cool Luke. That was a fun fun pod, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, go ahead, review us. I hear that's like a good thing. I keep hearing podcasts saying, uh, comment, review, give us five stars. I whatever you do, whatever you listen to, give us a review. That's that's like what we're supposed to say as a podcaster. So do that. Yeah. And. Um, Apparently it helps us out. I, I like in the trivia podcast for, with Todd. I literally forgot to mention our podcast on on his. So we're oh, really, we're right really bad at, at promoting ourselves. So yeah, do that. Mention it here. Here it is. Oh yeah, listen listen to our podcast. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Done. Done. All right. Cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. Um, keep wearing masks. Keep being good people. Keep being safe. Union.